Sure. Okay. So let's say uh, you buy a house, 500,000 and you're using this loan. The 20% portion will be 100K. Okay. So in the time being, you're going to be responsible for making mortgage payments on the 400,000, which is the remaining balance, plus the property taxes and insurance. Let's say you live in the property for 10 years. Okay. And then you decide, you know what? It's time to upgrade. I'm going to sell. So if at the 10 year mark, your selling price is now a million dollars, that means your property value doubled. It appreciated, appreciated 500,000. Hi, everybody. Jose Luis Morales here. Welcome back to another episode of the Morales Group Show. Today, we have a repeat guest. His name is Jonathan Sandoval. He works for the Money Store. And today, he is going to be going over a new loan program called Cal HFA or Cal Hafa Dream for All Shared Appreciation Loan Program. He's going to be sharing with us what is it, who qualifies for it, and basically what this loan has to offer. Welcome back to the show, Jonathan. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good, doing good. I'm excited about this program. A lot of interest is going around, and uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be good for a lot of first-time home buyers out there. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. We've already introduced you in a previous episode, so let's just jump right in. What is the California Dream for All uh, Shared Appreciation Loan Program? Okay, so basically this is a brand new program run through the state uh, agency, which is Cal HFA, which stands for California Housing Finance Agency. And essentially they're partnering up with uh, first time home buyers to get them into homes. So this is the first time I've seen assistance this large. Um, I think maybe they had one way back in the day, but it hasn't been around for many years. And essentially they are letting first time home buyers borrow 20% so that they could put that as towards a down payment and get a little bit of better affordability when, when purchasing a home. Um, the, the thing that they're doing is that they're letting people borrow 20%. They, that does get paid back with a portion of the appreciation of the home. So they are making money on it, but at the end of the day, if this allows a buyer to get into a home where previously maybe they didn't qualify, this is gonna be a big, big benefit. Okay. So if I'm understanding correctly, if they're allowing you to borrow 20% down, mm -hmm. that would almost be like buying a property with you coming in $0 out of pocket, or do you, is there still some costs associated with that? So in order to do the $0 out of pocket, you would have to take a portion of that 20% to pay for your closing cost. However, I'm not really recommending that um, unless absolutely necessary. And the reason for that is that if you do not apply the full 20%, then we're going to have to have that conversation of adding mortgage insurance back in it. You know, as you know, anything under a 20% down payment when it comes to mortgages, we're going to need to see some mortgage insurance into that payment, need to add that in. So if you apply the full 20% and pay for your own closing costs, then at that point, um, it's going to be a lot, a lot better on the payment. And uh, you really just have to pay for your closing costs, which sometimes can be negotiated if you can get a credit. But uh, worst case scenario, you cover your own closing cost, and uh, it's going to be a better on the terms. I love it. So if it was negotiated by the seller and the seller pays for your closing costs, it could be like a 0% down type of loan, basically. That is correct. Way. Yeah. Yeah. You could essentially come in with little to no money out of pocket, which is, as you know, is very rare. Yeah. So how, how does it work? Like, um, so they're essentially letting you borrow the 20% that you would normally put as your down payment. Does that 20% uh, have a payment? Is it a silent second? Uh, is there a mortgage payment on that 20% or how does that work? So there is going to be no mortgage payment, no monthly payment. It's going to be a silent second. 
meaning it's going to be a second mortgage on your home. It's going to be on title. And that original principal balance will remain until it's paid off where they will calculate what the appreciation has been and how much would be owed at that point. So it's going to be a silent second. You're only going to be responsible for making the monthly payments on the main mortgage, the first mortgage, along with your property taxes and your insurance. Okay. Now on the silent second, is there interest on top of the appreciation or is the only thing that is calculated on the silent second, the appreciation? Only the appreciation. There is no fixed interest rate whatsoever on that. So um, a lot of people, it's very rare that this will happen, but one of the big questions was, well, what if my house doesn't appreciate? What if, what if the value goes down? Well, at that point, the, the, only the principal balance will be paid back the original amount, whether it's the same or less. So there's going to be no additional interest if the house did not appreciate. So it's only on the appreciation. So meaning like, let's say that I buy it for 500 and then one day I want to sell it for 500. And then from the 500, they let me borrow a hundred thousand dollars for the down payment. I would literally just pay the hundred thousand back and the original first loan. And there's no additional fees. In other words, basically the only time uh, Cal Hafa or Cal FHA uh, makes money as if the home appreciates basically. So it's almost like you're getting a 20% bo- loan on it, mm-hmm. but that loan only makes money if the house appreciates, which is like almost like a partnership almost like exactly. literally like it is a partnership almost. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's beneficial for the buyer because they're really only paying more, but at the end, if their house appreciates, they're also gaining more equity. So it, it's it's beneficial in both ways. Okay. So can you give us an example of how it would work? Like, let's say that the property doubles. Like, let's say, give us an example. Like, let's say you buy at uh, 500000 and then it doubles to a million dollars, like, and you got the 20% down. How, how would that work if you did sell the property? Sure. Okay. So let's say uh, you buy a house, 500000 and you're using this loan the 20% portion will be 100K, okay? So in the time being, you're gonna be responsible for making mortgage payments on the 400,000, which is the remaining balance, plus the property taxes and insurance. Let's say you live in the property for 10 years, okay? And then you decide, you know what, time to upgrade, I'm gonna sell. So if at the 10 year mark, your selling price is now a million dollars, that means your property value doubled and it appreciated appreciated 500,000. So the original loan amount was 100,000, but because your property value doubled, that principal loan amount now goes up to 200,000. Okay, so you would basically pay back for, for the second mortgage, double because the home doubled in value. Okay, I so love it. it really just depends on the appreciation. Now, a lot of people are like, wow, that's, you know, I'm, I'm losing equity here. But if it allows you to gain that rich, the remaining 800,000, that's still, that's still a win at the end of the day. It's almost like if you had a partner that said, hey, look, I'm uh, I'm willing to help you use your first time home buyer benefits. You can benefit in everything in the um, interest rate, in the principal, uh, pay down everything. Um, I'll basically let you borrow the 20% and then if it appreciates in value, you double my money, whatever it appreciates basically. That's correct. Yes. Yes. That's exactly how it works. So it's, it's essentially they're partnering up with buyers. They're They're going to essentially own a port a portion of the equity in your home. Yeah. Not double up it basically relative to the percentage that they put. Yes. Okay. That's right. Okay. So this all sounds fantastic. Uh, 
who qualifies for this? Well, first things first, first time home buyers only, meaning that you cannot have owned a principal residence in the last three years. Same goes for a spouse. Let's say your say you your boyfriend had a, owned a home, then you guys got married and you moved in with your boyfriend, state of California, community property state. That also means that you are no longer a first time home buyer. So you, that's going to be the main main thing. Um, secondly, minimum credit score would be six hundred and eighty if you're above. Uh, the 80% of the AMI limit, which I'll get into in a second. Um, and uh, that those are the two biggest things. They do not allow um, co-signers. They do not allow uh, non-occupant co-borrowers. So it really just needs to be your own qualification or whoever's going to live in the home. Um, and as far as property goes, a lot of properties qualify as long as they're single unit. So single family residences, condos, uh, new builds, as long as they're single family, they do allow for a property to have an ADU, just no duplex. You can't have it. it won't, if it's a duplex, it won't qualify. I love it. Okay. And then are there certain things that like, if certain things happen where the loan becomes due on the second, is it a 30 year loan? Is it a 15 year loan? Is it a 10 year loan? How does that work? Yeah. So 30 year loan right off the bat. Um, and these are going to be the scenarios where the, that second mortgage is due. Uh, the most common one will probably be when you sell. When you sell the house, that that at that point, whatever the house sells for, they're going to calculate the appreciation and you pay back that loan. If you never sell, then it would be at the end of the loan term, which is a 30-year fixed mortgage. Okay, They do allow you to refinance one time. And because of the current market of where interest rates are currently at, we can anticipate that they will drop in the next few years. So they do allow for you to refinance, to lower your mortgage one time without needing to pay off that second mortgage. The second refinance at that point, if you did do that, then it would be due. Okay. That makes sense. Now I know that it's for first time home buyers and I know that it's for owner, uh, uh, occupied uh, borrowers as well too. Uh, what if I buy as a first-time home buyer, but ten years down the line, I decide that I want to hold on to the property, but now instead of living there, I want to rent out the property? Are there any deed restrictions there? No, no. So you actually, it's it, the the same rules uh, apply as far as the occupancy. When you buy an owner-occupied property, you are basically signing that you intend to live in the property for twelve months. Okay, so only one year. After that, if you decide that you want to keep that, maybe buy something else or just move elsewhere and rent that out, that is allowed. Okay. So there's no like deed restriction or anything like that basically on the property. Okay. No. Now, what if like, um, I know that they participate in the appreciation, but like, let's say I bought at 500 and then I do $200,000 worth of renovation. So I'm into it for 700. Does is the appreciation only the three hundred since I put two hundred thousand dollars out of pocket, or does that not get factored in, or is that still not known, or how does that work? Yeah, that that does not get factored in, so they're going to strictly go off of the new value of the home. So in a way, yes, if you do renovations worth two hundred thousand, they're not going to give you twenty percent of the two hundred thousand to help with the renovations. There, that at that point, that's that's your choice as an owner. Um, so they would they would in a way benefit from that because that does help the the home appreciate. Okay. So it's almost better uh, now. So I, I guess my question would come in. So if, if you buy at 500 mm -hmm. and you sell at a million, the appreciation, even if you put 200,000 into it over the time is 500,000, it's not 300,000. Basically that it's a very simple formula. In other words, yep. 
Yep. So it's almost better to buy a fully renovated property if you're going to do something like this versus a fixer upper. Um, now, is would you say that this is like a long term program for people if they want it to be, or would you say that some people are looking at it from a short term basis? Like maybe this will help me get into a loan, build up some equity, but maybe I don't want to share that uh, all of the equity over the lifetime with uh, Cal HFA. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you view that? So in my opinion, the best way to go about this loan, because it is so new, it's not something that's very common, but the way I would do it is I would look at it as a short-term loan. And what I mean by short-term, I probably say somewhere between five to seven years uh, at most. And that's if you plan on keeping the home, because a lot of people plan on buying a house and keeping it, renting it out later on, which is excellent. That's fine. But really, really keep an eye on that equity so that you can eventually pay back that second mortgage, but not let your house appreciate too, too much before that loan balance just continues to grow. So I view it as as more of a short-term thing. And yes, you're allowed to keep it for as long as you like. Just know that the longer you keep it, the more likely it is that your house is going to continue to appreciate. Therefore, that second loan balance will also continue to climb. I love it. Okay. And then uh, let's talk about like loan to value ratios. Let's talk about, are there any income limits, income requirements, uh, what the underwriting process looks like? Yeah. So um, the income limits are pretty high. I mean, they're going to be varied by county. And uh, for example, the the one in Ventura County where we're located, that is an annual income limit of 228000 for anybody who's going to be on the loan. So if it's a husband and wife, uh, wife makes 100000 husband makes 100000 that's two hundred k combined. They're under that limit for Ventura County. Now, there's a, there's a spreadsheet for every single county in, in uh, California. But they are very lenient uh, from what we've seen in the past. You know, sometimes they've they've uh, like last year they they uh, they released a, a loan program where the income limit was a lot lower, making it a lot harder to qualify because uh, the less income you have, you know, the less mortgage you can afford. Um, as far as underwriting goes, it's it's very similar to any type of uh, uh, traditional underwriting process, with the exception that you will have to um, we will we as lenders send it to the state agency so that they can do also their checks and balances. And um, an additional step that is also added for the buyer is that they are required to do a education course online. Um, For this particular program, there's the standard eight hour course that you complete online. It's It's cost $99, but they also added a shorter one that is specific to the uh, uh, appreciation on the dream for all program. So there's basically two um, uh, online courses that they would have to complete. Yeah. Do they uh, uh, allow uh, non-occupying uh, borrowers, people that are not going to live in the property? No, absolutely not. So no co-signers. Um, you know, a lot of times first-time buyers do use co-signers, maybe a parent, maybe a sibling. But in this particular program, it really has to be just your own qualification, your own credit, your own income to to basically prove that you can can afford the payment. What is really good, the uh, resubordination as well, too, how you said that if um, they had the opportunity to refinancing the first and still keeping the second. So like if interest rates drop to 4%, you can drop the uh, the interest rate from whatever they're at now to 4% and then still keep that second loan as a one-time thing. So it's almost like 
trying to time it at that point to see if you can get that payment down at some point. So that's really awesome. Anything else, Jonathan, that we might have missed as it relates to the uh, California uh, Dream for All Shared Appreciation Program? Yeah, a big thing that I would uh, add in there is that this is a limited program not going to be around for a very long time. Um, and the reason for that is because of the, the funds that were allocated toward, uh, towards the program, which is $300 million. So if and this is for the entire state of California, which as we know, you know, prices where they're at, if we calculate that the average home price, and I think I'm going low here is 500,000. Um, that means that the second mortgages will be a hundred thousand, meaning only around 3000 people will be able to to take advantage of this program. So um, it's only going to it will not last, I think, till the end of the year. I think it's going to last, quite honestly, four to five months, in my opinion. OK, now, if somebody wanted to do this program or wanted more information on this program, uh, how can they get a hold of you? They can reach out to me via uh, my cell phone is always going to be the easiest way to contact me. Um, call or text 805-754-1921. I'm also on uh, multiple platforms on social media, uh, so they can always uh, reach out to me there, follow me and send me a direct message as well. I love it. All right, Jonathan. Well, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. For all of our viewers out there, we had Jonathan Sandoval. He works for the Money Store. He went over the Cal HFA Dream for All Shared Appreciation Loan Program. And uh, if you have any additional questions, feel free to reach out to him. And uh, thank you guys for watching. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you feel that this episode will be helpful to somebody, uh, make sure to uh, hit that share button and share this video with a friend. Thanks again, Jonathan, and appreciate your time and and uh, look forward to uh, the next interview. All right. Thanks a lot, Azulis.